Welcome everyone to a special event today. You see my shirt? I got the original colors on. The original color. Yellow of the original shirts that happened back in the 70s and 80s of when they changed it from the palm trees to the man with the tambourine. You know time it is is a special show today. Very, very special. And I had to do some serious digging to get these brothers all together to come and tell their story of the inside track of what we all revere as one of the greatest nightclubs in dance music history and New York in that time. You know, if you happen to go to Melons, Crisco Disco, Once, uh, Leviticus, Underground, Palladium, Bonds International with Ken Carpenter, I mean, studio, for those that remember, we used to call it studio, and we used to say New York studio, not Studio 54, because that sounds like an out of town. <laughs> we would say things that you knew on the inside. And I have to revere to my friend Kenny Carpenter. Kenny Carpenter, who I adore, and, and he knows this so much, he had the biggest dance floor in New York City with Bonds International. That room was like a football field. You, you danced in that room, okay? You got lost. It's just, it was huge. It was like a block long. You had Roxy. You had so many great clubs. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, it's hard to top a club that is so in the mystique of a sound that became synonymous around the world as garage music because of the vocals that were played and they categorized a sound from a club. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's craziness when you create a sound from a, from a club, call it garage house music. You know? <laughs> that to me is, if that ain't what we call the word homage, garage house, the house that Larry LeVan built first, as everybody's always said, first the garage became big. Even David DePino said it. First the garage became big. Then Larry LeVan's name became big. Then Larry LeVan's name was big. Then it was the garage. It was like LeVan's garage. Incredible. The people that performed there, top A-rated, A-rated artists like Shaka Khan, Grace Jones. Yeah, it takes a couple of minutes to download. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's, there's some people that never was able to experience any of New York. Now, mind you, at that time, Garage was the creme de la creme of clubbing, okay? It was a membership-only club. So you had to have somebody you knew to bring you in the club. And the people who I'm going to bring up shortly are going to explain all that to you. The, what we call the, pol the, pol the politics of dancing. There's a whole... <laughs> it's a lifestyle. We all would prepare all week to go out. What clubs, what parties were going on who's playing where, it was that way. It was just, you You designed your week around the weekend. You lived for the weekend, like living for the weekend. I mean, it was like craziness, craziness. You know, I, for, I shouldn't forget the altar, other part, other club on 28th, Funhouse, you know, with Jelly Bean. So you had, you know, this was garage, Funhouse. You had so many huge rooms, big sound systems, 
It was crazy. New York, you can go anywhere and have a phenomenal night. But nothing, nothing will top what you experience, like something like what I call like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like when you walk in the garage, that's that's the creme de la creme. So what I like to do is, since now everybody's getting comfortable, you got your wine, your cheese, get whatever you need, because some of you, is that, it's that time of night. It's seven o'clock in the UK. Get yourselves comfortable because it's going to be an interesting experience. We got some photos and I got two of some of the best people that I can bring so far. We got the third one coming, but because of our time constraint, we have to start with the event at three. Otherwise, I would have waited on the show. We can't do that anymore. We're being really professional now. So anyway, I'd like to introduce two people like Rivera's Hi, and the third person is came in, and he's coming in, Archie. Yes, wow, baby. Yeah. Up, Archie? Okay. So here we go. So here we go. I like to introduce. First of all, it's a dancer in paradise, as we said. It's a dancer in paradise show. Okay, and we have Oscar Reyes, Archie Burnett, and Mikey Jones. That came, I had to always had to call Mikey, say, Mikey, you have to come on, but we got him on because he's an unsung hero. He's behind the scenes and he knows a here. lot that went on. Archie, I revere, is one of the best people I know for dancing. Oh my God. And Oscar, they have cut a rug more than you can even count. <laughs> I've seen these people leap, bounds, high off the high and drop down like a swan. <laughs> Seven foot tall Archie Burnett drop down and be like, What? Oh my goodness. What do you do? Oscar twirling for days. I remember he doesn't remember, but I remember seeing the powder. I remember smelling powder all around him, talking powder on that dance floor, cutting it hard. They look like he doing like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff. I mean, they there was like a, a form of kick dancing. And in fact, the reason why how I'm dressed today is I'm wearing I'm wearing sweats. Now, that was the gear, if I remember correctly, the gear with your T-shirt, okay? So what you would do is you come to the garage with a bag. And what you do, you go to the locker room, you change. So you have your you have your, your, your gear that you came in off the train with, and then you were like, it's like putting on a gi in karate. It's crazy. They used to wear those, those um, trainers boxing sneakers. You used to lace them up high. Some of, some of them wore Chinese slippers, if I remember correctly. Capizios. Capizios. Or we even go, even go real fashionable. Capizios. <laughs> so, you know, they were real fashionable. Capizios. But I remember them all sporting those bo those um, fighting boxing type of um, yeah, sneakers. Yeah. Uh, and they because they had the soft leather bottoms. So it made it really easy to when you, you started sliding. And that was the key with the dance floor. You started to dance and you slid like you were doing. It's kind of like in a way if you saw someone doing what they call kata in Japanese. It's moves like the swan move and nose moves. And you would see a lot of them doing it. And a lot of them who had martial arts background were some of the greatest dancers because they could do the roundhouse roundhouse kicks and all that stuff going on. It's like almost like break dancing. And some people have even said over the years, I remember, they would say, these guys are breaking their backs. The ones that couldn't dance that were watching on the sidelines because it looked like that. I mean, 
I have a friend of my Hiram Cruz used to dance at the loft. He'd be jumping crazy. You'd be like, yo, wow. Holy smoke. <laughs> Jump, boom, down, up, turn all night. 15 hours. All night. 15 hours. <laughs> like, and and after that, go in the bathroom, do a horse bath. <laughs> you like that the horse bed, right? <laughs> and go to work. Oh go to work God. after that. Go to work and work at a regular job like UPS or FedEx, mm-hmm. wherever they were working, because they were like, "Yo, I can't miss work," but I had to dance all night. They don't want people to get that. They don't understand that that mm-hmm. they had to get their dance on every week. So. With no further ado, I want to say thank you, everyone. Oscar, Archie, and Mikey are here, and they're going to tell us each. First of all, Oscar will explain. He came to me with the idea of wanting to tell this perspective because he says for a long time, no one's ever spoken about it. No one's ever really said, you know, the inside track of what it's like, the life of the dancer, the guy from the dance floor side. And a lot of these guys that you're going to hear talk, not just dancers. They also became promoters. They became part of a movement. Archie House, I mean, Archie danced with Willie Ninja. Lord, I mean, Willie Ninja, may he rest in peace. I worked at Sound Factory Bar. Willie Ninja did the door for us. Willie was family. Archie is family. All it, It's like we are all, we could be 100 years apart and in one hour, Pick right up from where we left off and them screaming from the dance. So you better work. <laughs> <laughs> you better turn it out because I came here tonight. Yeah. You hear know what I'm saying? And I heard him screaming this to me. I know. And then you just work that system even harder because you know wow. we're coming to dance for you. It's and a family that, affair. It really yeah. is. All the time. All the mm. time. So thank you all. And everybody's tuning in comfortably around the world. And this show has taken off. And everyone, one last thing I want to say, please log into truehousestories.com. Sign up for the newsletter before we start. You all know how to do that. Click on the newsletter and subscribe. I'm always needing you all on our mailing list. Enough of me talking. Let's get to the show. So we got Archie right there, Mikey and Oscar. All veterans of this music thing called disco, called house, called R&B, called Levan music, whatever you want to call it. Chicago house, New York R&B. They lived it totally. You know, who wants to take the first? Who wants who, which gunshot should I let fire out? Who's is it coming from Europe or from New York? Where is it coming from? <laughs> no, guys. Go ahead, Nikki Archie. I'll let you nah, go. Take it away, Oscar. This is this was your initiative. Okay, I mean, so um, I, I so first and foremost, before I get started, I just want to give a moment of silence, man. Um, just one minute of silence. And um, earlier, before getting to the show, and like I said, I was really overexcited. Like if I was going to the club, but I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Greg Seely, which he went by the name of Flame, which I met in 76 at the gallery. I know um, Nikki announced that a couple weeks back. He said that he yeah. was doing well yeah. and that he passed and he didn't make it. Yeah. And then another brother from the Bronx, who I just spoke with earlier in December before the holidays, that was really icon with the Latin hustle, um, oh. Floyd. 
Floyd. And, you know, whoever else within the last few days, months, in the last year or so. So prayers out to everybody in that we try to stay safe and healthy. You know, yep. tomorrow, I guarantee it. And, and mm-hmm. I was going through some stuff, man. Um, I just want to read this thing out. I wrote it a couple of times, I think, for the 2000-year garage reunion. I was walking on sunshine. Then I was thinking where the happy people go. Mm-hmm. Down to town to paradise, where they could stay free with music is the answer and love is the message. We were all hooked on love through music. Don't never take my music away. Mm. The more I get it, the more I want it. Because it's too hot for love. Give me love because my love is free. Mm. Baby, have to give your love. Nobody loved me better. Yo, that's every great record that man played. Wow. Yep. That we ain't danced for many years. And um, Lenny, I got to stand up on this one, okay? You inspired me, and even when I mentioned it to Archie, and then I eventually got it out to Mickey, was the fact that changing the name, that's a lot of hats off and honor, man. Um, My saying is that the DJ comes first or does the dancer comes first? And I heard you do your dancing too, Lenny, for many years before I guess you start playing. Tyrone Francis and he'll tell you, a close friend of mine, we danced him and I together many years. Yeah, Yeah, so. (laughs) Okay. To be, for me to be really, I always said to understand how to DJ the right way, you have to dance. Okay. Okay. And I got to give a shout out to a brother by the name of Gaithan Waters. Um, he's the one, we was working with the Wall Street Journal back then, and he approached me and says, listen, they need an extra helping hand at the garage. Would you be willing to come down in the cold room and, and help out? Um, yeah, so I did. And, you know, next thing I know, I got approached after maybe about my third or fourth week there. This is back in 78. Um, um, Michael asked me would I want to manage the cold room. So I went on to manage the cold room from 78 through the whole construction up to 79. Um, prior to that, in high school, I went to an all-male high school uh, by the name of D. Will Clinton. Actually, Jelly B. Benitez was there for a couple of years. He didn't graduate from there. But uh, what happened at the school was that a friend of mine approached me and told me, you know, the guy is a gay brother, but he has a membership for a beautiful club. And this is the first time me going to so-called underground gay club, which was the loft. So before the garage, my first experience was to the loft. Um, prior to that, I mean, we did summer camps. I mean, I'm still in contact with one of my mentors slash old-time friend. He's the first guy that brought us down to the village way before going to the loft. So that's the little bit part I would go into there. You know, um, Archie, man, come on, man. Hit us up, Mickey, one of your guys. All right, Archie. Let me, uh, let me touch on something. You mentioned uh, the poem for one of the reunions. Many people may not notice um, the garage, the very first membership card, which didn't even mention Paradise Garage on it. Very first membership card just had an image of a building 
your name, a number. And on the back side of that card was the last verse of a Longfellow poem called The Day is Done. The last verse reads, um, and the nights will be filled with music and love. And the cares that infest the day shall, like the Arabs, fold their tents and silently steal away. Mm. That, to me, was the theme of the garage, where your cares just went away. The very first time I walked up that ramp, I felt at home. Let me show the ramp picture. Mm. I walked up, yep, walked up that ramp. Walked in the double doors, going into the dance floor, back on the old dance floor. This this was the original dance floor, the small stripped down, you know, not a whole lot going on except dancers and Larry's music. Yep. That was the best thing you saw when you walked in. You know, this, this saw, was right? way back. Yeah, you saw that when you walked in, right? That was the first yep. thing you came up the ramp. That was downstairs before you hit the ramp. Well, actually, and, you know, walking also, in. Uh, um, um, Mickey and Archie, this is also where the parking, the parking, the cars were parked there. Yeah. Actually, where you, where Brody you, was you still parking cars during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here at 84 King Street. Yeah. The actual parking garage, right? Right, yeah. The, that's that's the that wasn't the original sign. Like I mentioned to Correct. people, it went in '77 or '78, and um, oh, no. it was Fred's parking. There you go. There you Fred's, go. That's the original uh, garage sign. And actually, now, this photo that I took back then. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I got the green light from uh, Mike Brody to bring my camera in. He didn't right. really say. Sh- I can't believe you got a camera. How did you make that happen? So I, so, um, how did it, so the way, uh, Michael was, if you had good ideas, he would listen to it. And then he would, you know, if he felt it was a good idea, he would go ahead and use it. So, um, mm. prior before becoming the manager there, you know, you know, I just shot different ideas while the construction party was going on. But then I also asked if I can bring in the camera and he says, Oscar, it's not a problem, but when the party starts, don't be out on the dance floor taking photos of people, you know, because that's like invading the privacy, and, and that's what's that about. So upon me getting the light that I can bring my camera in, I figure, you know what? Take advantage of it and take photos when you can. So that in particular photo there, when Larry's wearing a green shirt, most of the guys around him are from the gallery. The guy directly behind him with the black shirt, he goes by the name, Billy is his name, and they used to call him Spinning Billy. All of them are great dancers. The guy with the white hat on, the white shorts in the, in the shirt is from the House of Extravaganza, if I'm not mistaken, and that's David Padilla. And he's uh-huh. the Really? That's not, I didn't know oh, my God. I wish he was on. He would He would gag right now. <laughs> no, you did not. David yeah. Padilla? Look at this. I mean, so oh I... I, I Wait again, everybody. So you say with the white Kango, right? The white Kango? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. those are Adidas white shorts. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, right behind Larry is Billy. All the guys, I'm almost the guy with the strap bag on his shoulder, his first name is Phil. But I'm gonna be straightforward with you. All the guys that are around him are basically from the gallery. I I knew them and first met them all at the gallery, man. You know? So wow. he's 
between, I'm not gonna say between, you know, I wasn't really going into the booth much. I mean, I would say I love to say that, but I wasn't into that booth atmosphere. But Larry with certain, I don't want to say clicks, but certain groups from other clubs, especially the gallery guys, that in particular, you know, shows at that point he had a really good connection with them and asked for feedback. He would ask for feedback from the party night. That's wow. great. Yeah. The booth of life, everybody. Wow. The booth of life. <laughs> we were able to grab some good, really good photos for this. We went looking and, and making sure we got the right photos. And I got to thank Oscar for providing the landscape of what we're talking about today. You're welcome. So, You're welcome. So, Unbelievable. Oscar, you were the manager, right? What year was that now? So people uh, 78, 78. Um, so um 78 to 79. The whole construction part. So I was there for the oh. whole construction part. I was I was running the manager position for the whole construction part. Um how can I put this? It was it was really amazing teamwork, you know, and, and hats off to the garage staff. I mean, these guys, you know, everybody, whatever part of their jobs that they had to do, they did it to the best of their ability. And, and, and um, yeah, um, during this construction time and even in the cold room, I mean, they finally have finished the cold room, but it was like going from room to room because the original room was the crystal glass room. So that, that would be here, this one. There. This would have been the, yeah. way the original crystal yeah. room was, right? Yeah, yeah. And that photo was when they was prepping up for the King Tut party. Mm -hmm. now, <laughs> now, the second guy, the third guy in the, in the white shirt, that's Gaithan. And right next to him, he ended up marrying that lady. Her name is Lauren. But um, going back to that room, Larry had the system on the same floor as the dancers and the party people. Okay. And um, behind him, that was a little extra space back there that extended to the coat room and where you had to pay when you came up to the ramp, you had to pay at that whatever window there that was through the back of the coat room. Not this picture that I don't have. That's when you're up on the top of the ramp and actually they put the, yeah, I don't have the top of the ramp picture where you had to pay at. So that to get into that little booth part where you made the payments, you had to come into the coat room. Okay, so up there, if you look at the ramp, that bright light, there's a bright light way up there. That's yep. where you actually made the payment. When you made the payment, yeah, that part of that little booth was inside the courtroom when you made the payments. So the payment room, you had to come through the courtroom. So tell everybody where would Noel be standing if you were coming? No, up Noel, Noel was basically usually downstairs by the front with um, Joey Lano's and who was the other? Paul Stewart, I think at that time was in uh, the one that was in charge of the the security. Mm -hmm. mm. And, um, there was if you, got pictures, if you got pictures of the outside, Noel was by the door before you exactly. actually went in. Well, so right. so he'd he'd be the main screener. <laughs> yeah, and he'll beat you right up. You, you a matter of fact, he was on the outside, like Mick said. He wasn't inside. He wasn't inside of the right. garage part. So we'll so go back to this. So you'd actually yeah. be right in the front of the club. You would walk up and they'd be right outside. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you yeah, see right the outside the door. That, that parking sign right there, right, a little bit right underneath there was the part that you had to walk in. So actually, Noel would be right out there. He would be right outside on the sidewalk. 
And then they used to have it barricade. They had it like, you know, the barricade off, roped off sometimes. So just, I don't know how many feet long they went with the barricades, but that was it. And Noel would be out there and it was Joey's, um, Paul. I forgot the other guy's name that was security there, you know. But um, yeah, actually, when you eventually, when they started the membership, uh-huh. you walked into the garage part, but you made a right. You made a right and went up the staircase. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you, at this time, when the parties were first started, way before the anniversary, if you had any kind of VIP status, you didn't go up the ramp. You walked in, Noel would point you to make the right, you went up the stairs, and later on, before the construction parties, that ended up coming in through where you would come through the movie room. Oh. Mm. And then once you came through, I got there. (laughs) Once you came through that small little movie room, you came out where you can see the opening and the concession stand was there. But in your left back there, I think Larry had a room set up, and I know um, uh, what's his name, Uh, Michael also had like an office. There was like either two 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 divided like room sessions. One was Larry's because later on, I know he had the government picture that he got. They used to be in the club with him in that room. And then the other room was like Mike's office. So when they actually established... Wasn't that the door by the crystal room, though? That door wasn't down there? Because I always thought they said uh, his apartment was down there. Down by the crystal room? Not that I know of. Uh, No. Okay. Once again. Okay. Now the construction is done. When you came in... Okay. When you... Okay. You come up the ramp. You make the right. The first thing you see is the cold room. Then next to the cold room is the two different toilets. Then the toilets, then it was a crystal glass room. Right. If if you came out the cold room and you made and you kept on going straight, <laughs> I like this part. There was a little opening before you got onto the main dance floor. Mm-hmm. That little opening was one or two, you can do a few things there, but also if it got a little too starting to get crowded, some of the people would dance there actually too. Okay. okay so if, if so, if that's the main entrance going into the dance floor. Then you have the left side. You have the I don't know. Was there two pillows, Mickey? Two pillows, Archie? Uh, Lenny? Was there two pillows in the middle of the floor? Like okay, yeah, yeah. Once, uh, I remember a big one. Okay, there was about two of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. There was two. Yes. Of them. Let's okay. go to the picture of the floor. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so okay, there it is on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. So, when you did the map out on that of the printout of that thing of the of the floor, so when you walk in and you look to your left, you, you see the stage. So, right. okay, it has to be right. These first two speakers right here, that's an opening. That's number seven. It says, "Yep, yeah." Well, number seven is that. That's where. If you look to your right, there was a there was a little part that you can go through to walk mm-hmm. into the concession stand. And your left, the other one on your left was right under Larry's booth. They had those two exits, entrance going mm-hmm. into the concession stand. Right. Mm. Okay. And like I would tell people, how can I put this? I mean, you know, you have climax peak hours, so you can get to the garage at six in the morning to get a few hours in. So my thing was 
as a dancer, dancer that really wanted to have more space. And then Larry's really That's more. Correct. To me, I would call it climax hour. It was after six o'clock in the morning, like maybe even after seven. You know, like those last three, four, five hours, you would get climax. And I'm not going to say, you know, you got the party people, you got the dance. Come on now. Yeah. Call it like it is. You say it. Say yeah. it. Say you it. Know? So, so after, <laughs> after six, seven, oh man, he went to another, he went to another space, mm. you know. That's just where it was back then in New York. After five o'clock, everybody, all clubs ended and all those main people ended up there. Yeah. True. True. Like church is in session from six to maybe 1130, 12. Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, we used to call it, you know, when the tourists left. Yeah, you said that. Thank you, Archie. I mean, I wasn't trying to, but. <laughs> well, no, the truth is, I remember because I remember seeing a lot of Japanese from 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and then by 6, 7, you see all the tourists leave. Maybe the core people dancing, core. Well, yeah, didn't matter who it was, you know, by, you know, six, seven o'clock, Larry would play a couple songs to purposely get those who <clears throat> were not intending to stay beyond seven o'clock out. You are so politically correct. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Let's go back to Larry's picture. Yeah. That's what he was thinking. From about 7.30 on, that's when you could just do whatever on that dance floor because, you know, he cleared them out. It's like, okay, you had your fun tonight. Go on home. The dancers are going to take over. And that's what happened from 7.30 until 12 or whenever he said, okay, enough is enough. We just did it. Yeah. I got next. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Archie. (laughs) Archie, give us your perspective. Come on, Well, well, it's funny because, um, you know, those days are, 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 I got to say, me personally, the building blocks of of my life, really. Um, you know, every, you know, it was really weird. We had a really strange perspective. If you if if explain this to somebody else, the garage would kind of be like the Studio Fifty Four, the underground. If you had to explain that to somebody else outside, I always said that exactly. It's right. the alter ego of studio. Yeah, completely you know. the black side. I was always saying well, that was go. the white side. That was the black side. The garage it was like. And I'm gonna tell you this: if, if y'all probably remember this, and this part is a little bit shady. <laughs> that block, it was funny because around the corner was heartthrobs, and on Saturday night, you would see the two different crowds line up. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The crowd going to 84 King Street, coming from Varick. And on Varick, heartthrobs that was going uptown. Yep. And heartthrobs was very bridge and tunnel, you know? And um, it was interesting that at that corner to see when the, the two demographics met, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting because, you know, you know, back in those days, if you're going to heartthrobs with somebody, Bridget Tunnel, you're trying to dress kind of, 
you know, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of fly or something like that, whatever that is. And you see the kids from the garage was very much like that picture. Well, let's Short, go back. Let me show. Let me show what people look like. This is how people dance and how they dress. They mm -hmm. make them comfortable, mm -hmm. not stylish. It's more about getting down and sweat. Less is more, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll say, you know, back in those days, I remember when, by the time I got there, Oscar, I think you left because I got there around 81, 81, yeah, 81, 82. 